Yep. All right. All right. So I started recording. Yes, we'll be able to see each other's face and actually have a conversation. So we can post clips now. We can. You excited for that? I'll, I'll also send you the recording because um, I, again, I don't know if my phone will be able to handle this. Oh, are you ready? Yep. He is Nicholas Perez. He is Ben Perez. And we are the Box Box. Box Box. Box Box, Box Brothers Bros. Podcast. Podcast. How are you doing today, Nick? I'm doing fan diggity tastic. It's 9.13 my time. Yep, nine or twelve thirteen my time. So I am doing the podcast now from Australia. Just came over on a work holiday visa. Um, from the land down under. Yeah, oi. I'm uh, now officially a Danny Rick fan, and uh, each uh, time he takes points, we're taking a shoey at our local pub. Speaking of Danny Ricardo, did you see the two the twofer he had? Which one? The the, the his one on the Alpines. On. Oh yes, I did see. It, I was very excited about that. So we'll get we'll get into that because, um, actually, let's get into it right now because um, this is probably the one time that we're going to talk about Daniel Rick um, on doing this some episode. impressive driving. Yeah, his impressive driving. So he's coming up uh, the turn and both Alpines have been fighting with each other all day, taking away just time and space and really just disrupting each other's own race. And and all I heard in the background was dun 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 And they're like and battling each other. And then out of nowhere, Daniel, the great white shark from down under, sees an opening on the outside, uh, takes it, and then drives right through and passes both it was, Alpine drivers. It was crazy impressive what he did. Like, just seeing that gap. And it's a narrow track. Like, you've raced it before, but it's mm-hmm. a very narrow track. And just to see him do that move with such, like, confidence in yes. the car... And it was all that exciting because Alpine and McLaren are really battling each other for fourth place in the constructors right now. So each point that they have and that they can get really affects their standings in the constructors championship. Yeah, it's uh, for that top of the midfield battle. Yes, um, because Mercedes, Mercedes is about is a now Mercedes. Is away not the, yeah, it's not battle for third anymore. It's the battle for fourth. Yes, which is kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. But I always, I kind of thought that that Ferrari would drop into this like third place area, mm-hmm. which they're slowly dropping to now. Yeah, there's I, just been too many Ferrari blunders, and we'll talk about that later in our main segment. But everything that Danny did on that move, getting back to that real quick, was just taking it. He was. In the points, he was about to have a double points finish. And granted, it was only going to be for like a one one point, maybe for ten, because he was battling Stroll for that last. What point. happened? I, he, I, he was on the hards, and it looked like he had just locked up going into the turn and just carried too much speed. And with that lockup, he wasn't able to stop, and he tagged Stroll's back left tire. Well, because the hards were miserable all race. Mm-hmm. And they Ferrari didn't watch the Alpines. No one watched the Alpines go out and just struggle. Yeah, I, I don't know what anyone who was driving the hards because after like 
do they not watch they have to watch the race right they have to at see what they're point, uh, at this point i'm pretty sure ferrari does not watch the race they i just i'm pretty sure they don't watch the race like there's no way they can because you would have seen like i could call a better strategy on my couch yes i'm the couch quarterback but i could call a better race strategy than ferrari yes uh, it seems like in golf i have f1 tv which doesn't even show me what's going on like uh albon or whoever was yellow in the first sector Mm -hmm. whatever that yellow flag was for i had no clue i was panicking because i had no clue who got out but it might have been yuki because yuki had a spin earlier there was a couple there was no valtteri bottas bowling balls and you see how early he hit the brakes yes i did he he was like, oh nope, uh, not today. I am not going bowling. I am finishing my race, and I am going to try to get points. Because uh, did he end up getting points today? Um, let me take a look. About thirty Botas. No, he actually did not finish. He DNF. Remember? Oh yeah, he had the Ferrari, the Ferrari power unit troubles. I wonder what engine he's on because it's been it's been a lot of engines. <laughs> Yes, he's. I think he's on. This will be his fifth because he's taken an engine penalty prior, which would have been four. And then this upcoming one would be his fifth one. It's just kind of crazy. Yes, the reliability of uh, of the Ferrari engines. But that's um, that's not even the main like thing that we're going to get into today is the Ferrari just strategy. Like they are. I'm coming up to the clause that Ferrari will always Ferrari. Yes. Okay. As, as long as Matteo Bonato is at the helm, Ferrari will Ferrari. I don't see how they keep the same structure there. I don't I, see how he keeps his job after this year. No, I I don't think that he does. And if he does, then they have a, a completely new slate of people underneath him. Because he is so just unauthoritative like he's not calling the big call Mm because did you see him storm out this is the second time i think he's done it this season he just stormed out yeah well he he just needed to go have a nice scream and yell after all the blunders that they've had but what what doesn't make any sense in the ferrari strategy today is they had signs on a similar similar strategy okay and if leclerc's tires are younger why not do the like undercut because they were trying to do the undercut to verstappen on that to cover up actually they were trying to cover up george and verstappen and Mm -hmm. checo so they were trying to do the undercut so why not bring the car with the older tires in and leave leclerc out there for longer and then just bring in sign if you're going to do a like hard tire uh switch and a hard tire gamble go to but the hard tires were never going to work and the thing that i don't understand is that they had teams do it before them and then there there is an argument to be made that if ferrari is like oh we have much more downforce than alpine in our car there's a chance that we're going to be able to get them heated up much more than they can it didn't work out and then everyone was struggling on the tires even the uh 
Pirelli beforehand was saying how everyone's going to struggle on their tires and they don't recommend it. If you watch the pre-race thing, which I don't even think Ferrari watches, they literally called this, they called the strategy. Like, which the starting hards would suck. They were like, they were like, I'm surprised if any team goes on the hard today. It's been a slow tire all weekend, and especially with these conditions on race day. The hard tire just doesn't seem like it's going to work out for the race. Yeah, but Ferrari wasn't the only team that did it. McLaren did it. Haas did it. And well, Alpine. I can tell Haas did it because Vettel got in the points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was just a, an odd strategy. And maybe like hindsight's 2020 because they were so bad that we didn't expect him or like Ferrari, but it's not even something to be expected ferrari's done this weekend and week out monaco last week in france like they do this all the time yeah they are not prior and they aren't prioritizing leclerc no and they need to be because at this point at this point you're not winning yeah you're in they're in um they're at risk for coming in third in the constructors because mercedes now has a fast car and they look strong all weekend which they look strong they look strong even when they had a slow car yeah they were just consistent they were always on the podium and now they are what they're 30 points behind ferrari 30 points okay so what's the standings in the constructors right now because red bull's at top Red Bull's at top at 431. Ferrari okay. second with 334. Mercedes is at 304. Alpine is at 99. McLaren's at 95. Alfa Romeo 51. Haas 34. Alfa Tari 27. Ashton Martin 20. Williams 3. Okay. Uh, poor Williams down there. Maybe you know maybe what? they'll they'll get some points next year with Oscar Piastri. Do you know what I'm not really understanding? What's up? Is um so I've been seeing it as kind of like a meme that Sergio is gonna get switched down to the um Alphatari seat. Huh, okay. So that why like I don't see where would he go? Like who what's explain that more because I'm also confused. Ooh, this, that's the first no, time no, no, no. So I've been it. seeing it all week and it's like Checo keeps driving like he's been driving and it shows the AlphaTauri car. But I don't really understand why Red Bull or Adrian Newey would be mad at or Helmut Marco would be mad at Sergio because Sergio's been their guy. They are at top of the constructors. He's he's picked up when Max has failed. Yes. When Max's car blew up, he in Australia, he mm-hmm. did damage limitation. Like he's not driving a bad year. This race he kind of floated into no man's land, but he was he drove a good race yeah so who would who would red bull replace sergio with i don't know that's pierre? why i'm so confused like, by the memes because pierre is sucking it up right now yeah alvatar is nowhere to be seen right now they've been struggling so i like i wouldn't put too much stock in those rumors because checo has been a fantastic valtteri bottas for red bull well and i think that's going to be his role i mean I love him. He's one of my favorite drivers. But he's he's a good drive like he's a good and he picks up his he's good. He picks up his points when he needs to pick mm-hmm. up his points. And I mean at this stage in his career, yeah. He may fight he may fight with Max for like a couple of weeks, but I think this is 
what he will be unless he gets uncomfortable. I mean, because he gets mm-hmm. he's living life right now. He's in a fast car at the top of the grid, winning yes. constructors, winning races. Yeah, they have a potential with Checo to do a one-two in the driver's standings if Checo continues to perform because he's only five points behind Leclerc in the. Yeah, and that's crazy because Red Bull hasn't had a driver do that mm-hmm. since um, Vettel and whoever he was racing, Mark Webber. Yeah, Mark Webber, who's now Oscar Piastri's mentor and guide manager, yeah, I think like, too. I don't. I don't see why Red Bull would even think about replacing Sergio because Sergio has, he's fighting the good fight. He's racing. He does damage limitation. He's always there. Yes. I, and I agree. Like, I don't think that they're going to replace Sergio with anyone, anyone else because he, his contract and who like, there's no driver that you're going to be like, Oh yes. Give me them over Checo because over the next, I, I, how old is Checo now? 31. He's like 31. He's 30 something. So, and Max is what? 26, 24, 24. Okay. So he's damn, he's been around since he was like 17. Uh, he actually got his first test when he was 16. 16. And then they put in the the stipulation for the driver's the driver's license for the supercars. Yeah, but Max, Max was the exception because he was just yeah. that Well, good. they didn't put in that rule until Max got it. And yeah. then they were like, oh, okay, maybe we should change this. Can't have a 16-year-old dying uh on the on the track so it's it's crazy how long that he's been around for and how young he still is yeah i mean i was looking up logan sturgeon the mm -hmm. american f2 driver the williams driver academy he's 21 Mm -hmm. and this is rookie year and it's his rookie year in f2 yeah i mean if max continues um his form right now when are the next regulation changes 2026 correct that's when porsche and audi are coming in so we have this year, so 2022, 2023, 2024, 2025, 2026. So he has a chance to get up to six drivers championships. And this, I don't think that he does just because I think Mercedes and Ferrari have all hit on the, on I the Mercedes, car. I, I say Mercedes and Max win. I don't think Ferrari will ever win another I think Ferrari gets one in there because after this year, Matita Bonato is gone. They get fire. a new, yeah, they, they fire him. They get someone else to come in and they maybe bring in, they, they bring in, I saw this, they bring in Seb. Seb. Sebastian Vettel is their, their team principal. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wouldn't be a bad person to bring in. I was thinking more like a total wolf, like you get a startup entrepreneur that enjoys racing because have you heard that like that's that's how he got his driver's principal he owns a 50 percent stake in mercedes racing what yeah <laughs> i do i do remember that because he was um he was like um insider trading he was getting invested by like the the international bureau of business yeah so mercedes actually reached out to toto and toto was like oh you you blokes are doing this shit um, and I like, here's what you have to do. 
and they were like, okay. Um, and he's like, oh, I want a 50% stake if I'm going to join. And they were like, yeah, please buy, buy the 50% stake from the, uh, whoever like Middle East company, like holding company that had those shares. And that's when he came on to Mercedes and really started to change the culture. And it's so different looking at Mercedes versus Ferrari, because even though Ferrari, Mercedes wasn't competing for race wins at the beginning of the season, they were always solid and they were just consistent. And that's what you have to do to win a constructor. They were always, do you team. know the meme? Do you know the meme with Dwight Schrute and Angela? No. Tell me when, when they're cheating with Andy. Not that. Dwight Schrute, Angela meme. All right. While you're pulling it up, explain it a little bit for the people who aren't watching the video right now. So basically, Angela walks up behind Dwight while he's doing like one of his interviews and just scares him. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if you can see it well. Oh, yes. When they're at the they're at the Christmas party. And yeah, and yeah, he just slowly sneaks up on Dwight and then uh, he notices her and goes, oh, yeah, when did you get here? Because she's so quiet. I think that's Mercedes. Think that's that's Mercedes. They just crept up and no one was Ferrari was not even looking at them. They were looking at themselves and just like, oh, we need to fix our car. And then just Mercedes just. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Just disappeared. Oh, it's it's sad and ridiculous, but like six cars had a chance to win the race today, which was really cool. This hasn't happened what since 2009 with Ferrari, Jensen Button, and the Merck. 2010. 2010. And then it Red was Bull. Sebastian Vettel's first, which there was four cars who could win the world championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. It's it's cool. I it's I'm excited and hopefully just as a F1 fan, I want Ferrari to get back in it. Honestly, I want McLaren to be up there competing for for spots too. That would yeah, be so I cool. You know, here's my tough take. Yeah. Even though he's American, even though he works for McLaren, I dislike Zach Brown. Oh, hot takes. Why? Well, what about Zach Brown? I just don't like him. Is it how he, he seems... plays hockey? Ice hockey? Maybe, maybe a bit of that. But have you ever seen Scott Sterling? No, not Scott Sterling. It's like Robert Sterling. <laughs> the, B- from... the BYU person? No, 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 no. Scott it's from, like, Sterling. It's from, it's so from Cars 3. The... Yeah, okay. No, I... It's I like the dude, he, the dude who, who buys out Rusties. He just reminds me of him. Like just mm-hmm. dude who doesn't I don't know. It's just weird. I yeah. just don't I don't have faith in him. And then Landon Norris is a little twerp. No. You just don't like your Brits. I really don't. But yeah. I have gone I have grown fond of Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. And like I like to see You want to see I would rather see man? Lewis Hamilton beat George Russell. Mm-hmm. How how much do you think uh, because that I was so confused by in qualifying George's lap because he didn't set a purple sector for any of the three sectors that they were racing in, but he just went really fast in all three. And because signs had that awful middle and he went yellow in the second sector and mm-hmm. it kept the door open for 
Russell. I mean, I think Hamilton could have been on pole if he didn't have he, his D. Yeah, he did have the DRS. And I also think Max could have been on pole, but like mm-hmm. the Red Bulls both starting 10 11, it just was kind of odd. Yeah, it, it, it Sergio, was. Sergio struggle. had zero pace in qualifying. Mm-hmm. Well, Zero. he also did get he he did get blocked out by Magnuson on yeah. one of his laps. So Granite did that coverage, and then the, he had like, and then he had a lap time deleted, mm-hmm. and then reinstated, and yes. then he reinstated, then not reinstated, and then reinstated. The the stewards are just trying to mess with Checo. They really were. It wasn't a good, wasn't a good showing for the stewards, but no. But they were they've been more consistent on track limits and all of that, so there haven't been the Oprah. You get a you get a time penalty. You get a track infraction. You get a track infraction like we saw in Austria. So it's it's been. Although Checo, he had a decent recovery race. He just got stuck behind a couple drivers today that he was struggling to overtake. Um, but he what took fifth? Yeah, fifth in the drive. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, I feel like that's all Red Bull wanted him to do. Yeah, I mean, granted, they probably wish that he would have taken fourth because Signs ended up taking fourth. Yeah, but Max was I don't know where Max just came from. Max just was quick. Yeah, yeah, and he was and then consistently quick. And then he 360'd because it was getting too easy for mm-hmm. him. He just, just was like, eh, I'm gonna throw a 360 in here. Which that was when the track was getting a little wet. Yeah, and he was just like, eh, I'm a 360, still go still go on to win the race. Yeah, I mean, granted, he was ahead by like 26 seconds, and even with his tires. Now he was that, in he was in fourth when he's 360. Oh. Never mind. So he was in fourth when he 360, and then still was like, Oh, okay, well, let's get out there. Cause I was a little worried about his tires being burnt out, but overall, like they didn't. So he was able to continue to have that pace and race. Max just continues to show just how on another level he is. Yeah. He's the best driver in the best car this, this season. So it's, I mean, you can't, can't fight that. Like it's his to, it's his to lose. And um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's his to lose. So I don't see him or, Red Bull, even if they have, we have, this was race 13 of the season. Yes. And now we are into the summer break. Yeah, we are into the summer break now. Um, oh, these long, long months without any formula. Yeah, we have uh, until August 28th is when we get our Formula One back. But it's officially now the silly season as well. It is the silly season, which I am... I'm quite excited for. Yeah. Are you just excited for who's going to get that last Aston Martin seat? That. And I'm also very excited for what all the Haas drivers do. Mm-hmm. Um, just I'm excited in general, just to see where everyone ends up. What happens to Williams? That's another thing I'm excited for. All right. Well, I want you to write down your topics for silly season, and then we'll do an entire podcast next week based off of that. 
if we're getting back to Nick's theories. Yeah. Uh, some Nick cons- what? No, I'm just saying. Uh, oh. Next week. Yeah, we're so getting we can, some Nick conspiracy theories. We can get to some Nick uh, conspiracy theories. Um, other like big moments of the race for you? Um, takeaways that you wanted to discuss? Because um, overall, like it was an exciting race. They were able to travel and follow each other really closely. Um, but yeah, anything else that you want to get into uh, as we finish up this race rundown? I'm not sure. Are you ready to hop into driver ratings? Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, just closing thoughts on the the race. It was it was fun. A lot of overtakes, a lot of driving. Um, nothing too spectacular. We just have to watch out for Merck coming out of the last nine races because they're going to give Ferrari a run for their money. They're I think they're going to give everyone. I think they're going to be give everyone a run for their money. Do you think they get give Red Bull a run for their money? I don't think so, just because of how far away Red Bull is. Mm-hmm. But come back 2023, and that's when they're going to give Red Bull. Yeah, I say it becomes Red Bull, Red Bull Mercedes again, and then Ferrari will steal a occasional win. Mm. I, I say, think, mm-hmm. go for it. I think it drops back to where it was. Mercedes and Red Bull. Yeah. I think it's, I think Ferrari is going to reorganize and be like, hey, we're tired of being in this. And granted, the, we've been hoping the Dallas Cowboys have, have been saying that, but they don't have a 90 year old owner and GM and Jerry Jones that continues to do what he does. So I have hope for Ferrari that the higher ups and the execs will be like, hey, we are this Ferrari. Is, this is really bad for our sales. This is this is this is unacceptable. We cannot we cannot continue to lose to Red Bull and for and Mercedes. We We're are getting the, beat by a sports drink. When people think of race cars, they think of red cars, and Ferrari is red. So we need people to think of us. We, we, we cannot have this embarrassment to a literal bull. Yes, a red bull, a bull. It's a sports worse than a drink. Meat. I can handle meatballs, but I cannot handle Red Bulls. You want some Rocky Mountain oysters? Yeah. Do, do you know what Rocky Mountain oysters are? Yes, they're actually they're pretty good. Oh, you like balls? Yes, Rocky Mountain oysters are actually not bad, fried with a uh, side of ranch. Okay. Driver reviews. Alright, so drivers grades this week. As always, just so for anyone new listening to us, we are going to give our driver's grades for everyone in this in this race. If you DNF'd or came in 11th or lower, you get AF for us. It is not our choice, but if you don't get points, you don't I get a grade. If you DNF, you get an A. Um, or an absent yeah if you dnf you do get an uh, i for an incomplete because it is no no fault of your own that you you dnf unless you do dnf unless you reckon to someone then 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 we give yes f's. then yes we can we'll give an f there so let's do our rundown for this uh this race so coming in for the DNFs, I think it was only Valtteri Bottas. It was Valtteri Bottas. And uh, then... Valtteri Bottas, Ferrari issues. So 
Sorry. No fault of his own. Yeah, no fault of his own. Well, we can blame Matita. Matia. 19, Yuki. 18, that. Nicholas Latifi. 17, Albon. 16, K-Mag. 15, Ricardo. 14, Schumacher. 13, Joe. 12, Pierre Gasly. 11, Lance Stroll. 11, Lance Stroll. Uh, I'm pulling... Sorry, I'm pulling up my my things right now so hungry we're racing in belgium next week all right so yes stroll through sonoda all get f's for this week any like honorable mention f's for whoever didn't nah ricardo yeah ricardo we we gave him some hot some praise earlier but yeah no one no one good all right so number 10 Sebastian Tyree. Sebastian Vettel. Okay, so your grade for Sebastian Vettel. He gets an A. Yeah. Driving mm-hmm. a driving a green milk carton. It's, it's very, very good. Yeah, I'll give him an A. Kudos for his retirement and wanting to uh just spend more time with his family sticking out this year. He didn't have it does a, like the smell of fresh bread. He does taste the chocolate. Oh, me too. Um, he doesn't have a he didn't bat, or he didn't fight with Stroll again this week. No almost collisions. When he, he did? did? Oh, yeah. I must have missed that. Was that going down the last lap, or he was pretty much in front of him? Correct. Not really. Oh, okay. Well, a for Vettel for getting on the the podium. Uh, moving on, number nine, Esteban Ocon. Uh, Frenchman, what are you giving him? I say week? he gets a gets a solid C. Yeah, see, I'm also going to give him a C. Uh, drop down from last year's race winner, and he was defending Alonso really well <laughs> for most of the race. Um, and you put a solid drive in, got two points for his ninth place finish. So yeah, solid D, no, no podium, but points. And those are what matters for the constructors in Alpine. Yeah, totally. Now, number eight, Fernando Alonso, the old spark that he's still alive. Yes. Uh, Fernando, who didn't want to help out his teammate again this year, I'm going to give him a... A solid B. He put it on the third row with Alcon. They, uh, their, their principal, their team principal, uh, Omar, Snafna. Omar Omar. Yeah, he was, he was predicting a a at least a podium finish for Alpine, but that didn't happen. But overall, a solid race. They did have a few blunders, leading through the Ferraris and even Red Bulls. Um, but they and their own in team. Fernando fighting. was just Fernando was tired of it. He was just was like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, they were just in in fighting, which <laughs> cost them probably a seventh place at like seventh place at most. Um, yeah. But overall, like solid B for me. What are you giving Alonzo? He gets a solid C plus, high C plus. Okay, C plus. Like a 78, 79. All right, 78 for. Nick, a C for me. Uh, number seven is Lando Norris. Um, for his race, 
he was able to get uh some place finish moved up the grid correct or where did yes. he start no 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 he moved down oh, okay as everyone else came through um solid b performance was able to have a decent race and get into solid points for for mclaren and matched the alpines points just by himself so solid solid b for norris yeah he gets a c for me c for you just minus a grade for being a brit yep <laughs> next up charles charles Leclerc. um came in number six today took away an eight points finish um his driving was decent like his driving got him an a uh he probably could have at least minimum podiumed if he was competing or had the sign strategy but because of the again ferrari strategy blunders he was only able to take away six points um so he gets a cumulative what c for me yeah. f strategy <laughs> a driving. he gets a he gets a d for ferrari um c c for his driving hmm. all right well yeah he wasn't able to get those those hards working so c from nick uh a driving for me um now our namesake checo perez coming in at number five taking away a 10 points finish for red bull solid b plus performance i mean he fought, he got up his places from 11th, but mm-hmm. I mean, not too much to write home about. He was not really doing too much throughout the whole race. He just was solid. He was chugging along, mm-hmm. getting places. He did what Red Bull needed him to do. Yep. Got another 10 points. I will also give him a B for the same reasons as you. Moving on to number four, Carlos Sainz. The second Ferrari took fourth and took home 12 points. What are you giving him a grade? He gets a B minus. B minus? Why B minus? Because just not the best drive. Hmm. Yeah, fair. Um, It was on a better strategy. I'm going to give him a B. Nothing to write home about but was able to maximize what Ferrari was able to do and no, no blowups this week. So that's a positive for Ferrari just shooting themselves in the foot. They really are. All right. And now the top three podium finishes, we'll do them all together. We have number three, George Russell, number two, Hamilton, and number one, Max Verstappen. A note on Hamilton, he did put in fastest lap, so he got an extra point, took home 19 points. Uh, Russell took home 15, and then Verstappen took home 25 points. So what are you giving all three of those people? All three. D D for George, dropped from pole. A for Hamilton, fighting back. A for Max fighting back. Yeah, um, I just I'm going to give Russell a a B. He did drop from pole. I was expecting a little bit more pace out of the car today. Hamilton just looked like he was shot out of a rocket the entire time. And then once he put was put on those softs and was just setting fast slap after fast slap, I I was expecting him to. Uh, if there were a few more laps, he probably would have 
uh, been we would have had flashbacks as of Abu Dhabi going down the straight because Matt I was hoping that there would be some rain and then there would be a safety car come out and then we would have seen just a sprint the last two races or it would have been it would have been a fun sprint yes um, so B for Russell for me a, and then I agree with you A for Hamilton A for Verstappen like Verstappen had a fantastic race and Hamilton also just looked fast out there so it was um, it was impressive to say the least it was um, so final concluding thoughts from the Hungarian Grand Prix initial takes aways. Final takeaways. It was a fun, entertaining Grand Prix. Saw some Ferrari Ferrari and saw Red Bull being Red Bull. Saw Merck being Merck. Just seeing all the teams beat themselves. Saw Daniel Ricardo had some glimpses back to his Red Bull days. You know, I just there's nothing there's nothing better than a good old Hungarian Grand Prix. Yeah, so it was very entertaining. I agree with you. The racing and just having the ground effect cars are really cool. Um, it was a good race to end before heading to the mid-summer, mid-season break. And when we come back in a few, four weeks, we will be at Spa and the new porpoising regulations will be included. Spa de Frankie Shaw. It is. But until then, we will hopefully come out with a couple podcasts um, and me and Nick keep will be able to... Keep y'all entertained. Yes. Keep y'all entertained. And now that we have video, we can also do some uh, cool clips for Instagram and TikTok. So until like then, the Nick, clip. until then, box, what do we box, need? Box, box, retire the car, retire the car. <laughs>